And Georgia Snow. I want to see. I want to see too. The Triforce Podcast, and it's extremely cool in here. That's the point. But uh, in the closet. He's in the closet! Well, me mateys, shiver me timbers, because there is something off the port bow that nobody saw happening. Even Ranger Mando is my favorite. This is a Projangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation of the Triforce Podcast. This is podcast number 144 wow, of the 144. Media Network, man. And uh, I gotta tell you... We want you to hop on over here to pjwh.com and you'll find all of the crazy podcasts. Scroll down there. Yeah, stay on homepage. Scroll down and you'll find uh, last, yes, uh, last Sunday's Love Nuts podcast. Ray, it's looking at me. <laughs> and of course, last week's Triforce podcast, The Fedorable Fox. And, of course, you will notice that last week's Triforce podcast was held on Monday. I put an announcement out there. I went back to work, so uh, my noonday off is Thursday. So guess when we have the podcast? We're doing it Thursday. We're doing it Absolutely. And none of us have a problem with it. Thursday. Thursday? I love Thursday. That is an amazing suggestion. I also love Leaf Erickson Day. (laughs) <laughs> Leave Erickson Day. I didn't know that was a specific thing. Dinga, dinga, The first yeah. story. So, and, well, go back to the, well, yeah, leave it there. Anyways, but we come here to, tonight every time to join together in the same damn thing, which is the nerdy news. And tonight, Batman's Bandersnatch, Witcher prequel, Splinter Cell's getting animated, Different Playground, New Fable, Skyrim Killer, Zombie Deer, and more on tonight's Triforce podcast. And of course, our first story here is that Netflix is giving Wonderstorm the green light for four more seasons of The Dragon Prince. This allows the series to complete its saga in uh, at the end of season seven. You know, that's it. You have a nice, solid story here. And there's no release date for the upcoming fourth season, but the title is has been revealed as Earth. Okay. That seems a little bit bland. <laughs> Tan. <laughs> Beige. Yeah. But, I mean, I love the Dragon Prince, and they had, like, a whole Comic-Con panel to where they, the co-creator just kind of surprised everybody, even the other co-creator, that these next seasons are coming. And I gotta say, man, I love that series. It's really good. It's from the guys who created Avatar The Last Airbender. And, I I mean, wholeheartedly, how could you not trust a great series like that? And so far, three series, series, three season in? This series is wholeheartedly one of the best animated series on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hands down. And it's, it's, it's a very wholesome story, too. To, to combat that, so like with everything going on, it's this is a nice show to be watching. Absolutely, man, and uh, I really like uh, the characters in this. It's got great story development and great story, you know, character building in it. And the magic is cool, you know. You got the dark how magic and how they introduce magic. it and everything. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. It's really great, and it's extremely cool in here. That's the point, but. uh 
That's the point of this new setup. Like, the point of this next story is going to be different for everyone. DC has released, and you're going to go ahead and click that trailer and uh, make sure we make get sure it audio yeah. this. Might as well full screen it. Why not? Fuck it. We'll go crazy. Rated R. So, Batman, Death in the Family gets a trailer. Death in the Family will be an interactive animated storytelling. The infamous murder of Batman's protege, Jason Todd, will be undone, and the destinies of Batman, Robin, and the Joker will play out in shocking new ways. As viewers make multiple choices to control story, and while Batman, under the Red Hood, which was done back in, I believe, in 2010. Yes. Did the same kind of baseline story for this. This story is also, uh, it branches in new directions and features several characters previously unseen in the original film. So, Batman Death in the Family arrives fall 2020. I love this. Robin cheats death. Robin dies. Batman saves Robin. If you're not familiar with this, the Batman Under the Red Hood, go ahead and watch this before this comes out. And you're going to really get excited about this as, as me. I love Batman Bandersnatch. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, how how much dialogue do they have to create on every instance that they, they choose? So, like, this is going to be a daunting task. Creating a script just for that path. A lot of exposition to go through. It is. It is. I mean, I love the fact that I'm going to watch it differently than you, Katarina, and I'm going to watch it differently than Chris. And, you know, it's going to be. But I'm a completionist. I'll treat it like a game, and I'm going to watch everything. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Batman. I didn't do that for Bandersnatch, but I'm doing that for Batman. I'm going to write in. I'm going to write notes, like, which decisions I make, so I make sure I know to choose the other one, like a Telltale game. Or, like, <laughs> the Batman Telltale game. I'm going to fucking do that. I'm going to play the hell out of it. Or you could just make your choices and post them up. It's like. When I got to this part, like we can make it actually like a you play, but like not show the actual like content. I wonder if they're going to show you the other people's choices at the end of it, like the Telltale game. That'd be a really interesting feature. Like up like, to that um, point, this many people chose it, and that many people chose it. Like Catherine, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, yeah, that like really just kind of going of off on that. But I mean, this kind, this is the beginning of DC's new. Animated universe. They have Bat, uh, Superman. The uh, which you could probably play that trailer uh, for the Superman. Um, but uh, Batman, Jason Todd, classic kind of storyline because he comes back in Red Hood or Arkham Knight if you were playing over the games. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, enough time. Yeah, yeah, Twenty thirteen. Come on. But it's also you have Superman, the Man of Tomorrow. You have yep. Deathstroke, and now you have Batman. The animated universe is really stepping up to be something really crazy if they give certain characters this kind of bandersnatch treatment. Oh, uh, I'm I always like those like this. This is just going back to those uh, like choose your own adventure novels back. Yeah, they did it for Batman too. So I'm I'm curious to see how this will play out. Absolutely, man. I mean, I really feel that if you give me like Flash. Oh. Flash would be a good one to do because you can actually alter multiple timelines. Oh yeah, man, that'd be so. But as the Flash does, dude, you would have to spend so much time. That would take an immense to please all the fans, and even in an animated fashion like DC does, that would take a lot of time to produce. As Shazam much time as to we didn't too. even know we were getting this, Shazam would be a good one to do too. Yeah, Amanda I mean Miller has a comment. 
International Talk Like a Pirate Day. <laughs> I like it. Arr, wall jangers. Yeah, I'm not even going to attempt that. That's all you. <laughs> well, me mateys, shiver me timbers, because there is something off the port bow that nobody saw happening. If that isn't a classic. Well, talk like a pirate day. You could just say, you could just talk like, you know, creators from God of War. Boy. Boy, 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 I'll tell you this, nobody saw this story coming up. Universal and AMC Theaters forged a deal for theatrical releases to debut on premium video on demand early. Mm. Um, With the the virus that has no name... um, we, we kind of knew this was in the cards because otherwise AMC would have been bankrupt. We'll call her Rona. My Sharona. My Corona. You're such a pretty one. Sorry, I can't finish that. Um, Universal Pictures and AMC Theaters have put aside a bitter feud and have signed a multi-year deal that will allow studios uh, films to premiere on premium video on demand. Tell me. They actually realized that if they got along, they can make money. Oh, my God. You know what they did? They saw Disney and Fox, and they were like, well, if they can do it. Yeah. And then they saw Disney and Sony, and be like, if they could do it. Now, the big thing about this is that the pre- the videos are going to go to premium on de- uh, video on demand within three weeks before the theatrical debuts. And the AMC CEO... Uh, Adam Aaron says the company will share in these revenue streams, which means that's, they will get a cut of the money and from these digital releases. Now, these digital releases are going about tw- roughly about twenty bucks a pop. If yeah. you go out three months, then it's about like three or six bucks a pop. And right. We're still making money off that whole thing. As you, so it's as, like a pay per view. Yeah, it's a. It, it's a pay-per-view. I know, like, the most recent VODs were, like, 48 hours. You get to watch it for those two days, and then, then it goes, if you want to watch it again, you just have to pay another fee. But some people do, and some people will wait until they, you know, and they're, they're also doing combining um, initial VOD with actual purchase when it becomes available. So that's also one of those as well. Yeah. I mean... Honestly, I really, I really kind of like, uh, I like this in the fact that if you are less inclined to go out in this pandemic, wherever you are in the country, say you're in, I don't know, Georgia, um, you don't want to go outside. Video on demand, pay 20 bucks. Now, how much is a matinee at AMC? It's like six bucks, eight bucks. Well, for us, it was $6. (laughs) But it's still cheaper than video on demand at $20. Yeah. So if you're willing to pay that price. I see people doing that more like watch parties in their house. Like one person pays the 20 bucks, and then people come over and they make like a night of it, which you wouldn't be able to do uh, at the theater for 20 bucks. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I do see we have some chats, uh, some messages in the chat over there. What do we got? Mark Grievous says, hey, hi, bros. Where's Kelly? We responded, he's sick. He is sick. He is, um, you know. Mark thinks he's hiding. 
<laughs> Silhouette mark. Uh, been here earlier, Mark. We know he's hiding in the wardrobe. Yes, he yes. is hiding in the wardrobe with the witch. And in the, uh, whatever. in the closet? He's in the closet! <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hate me for that. <laughs> uh, I tell you what people won't hate is the next story, which is, honestly, it comes around every year, like, uh, I don't know, a bad rash. It's the 72nd Emmy Awards. The nominations have been announced here. Netflix, HBO dominated the Emmy nominations this year. Netflix has a record-breaking 160 nominations, with HBO coming in second at 107 nominations. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, you know... That's kind of big right there for Netflix, who they didn't even originally, they didn't even want to include them in awards. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then you also had like a couple of players, major players drop off. Game of Thrones dropped off. Yeah. Um, What other shows were on? um, I'm trying to think. Game of Thrones, uh, Homeland, they dropped off because of their last season. Um, What other show was that? Powers that yeah. off. Yeah, but, but we're getting a lot more shows off. in this next upcoming series because you got uh, Umbrella Academy season two reviewing well. You have a lot of really great stuff, and we'll start off at the top of the uh, nominations here, which is outstanding lead actor in a limited series of TV movie, Jeremy Irons for Watchmen, Hugh Jackman for Bad Education, uh, Paul Mescal for Normal People, Jeremy Pope for Hollywood, and Mark Ruffalo for I Know This Much Is True. Um, honestly, I kind of feel Hugh Jackman or Jeremy Irons is a strong contender there. Um, Jeremy the- Irons was great in Watchmen, dude. I didn't. Jeremy Irons is great in everything. I mean, you see his balls, but whatever. It's, it, you know, <laughs> it's not that long. For some reason, he has two clones trimming his pubes. It's fine. Everybody has their niche. It's just not, a little off. Katarina already said, we don't cake shame. Yeah, exactly. Jinx, yell me a Coke or, or a Yingling. Um, <laughs> I already have one. It's fine. But I really like that one. Outstanding uh, lead actress in a limited series of TV movie of Kate Blanchett, Miss America, uh... Shira Haas for Unorthodox, Regina King for Watchmen, Octavia Spencer for Self Made, and Kerry Washington for Little Fires Everywhere. I like Regina King for that. Um, he turned it off. I turned it off. Yes, you did. There's a little power button. Right. Yeah. Right. There. Yep, yep. That's yeah, it. Don't, don't, touch it don't touch it again. Don't touch it again. Matt me. Kennedy says, what up, fellas? What up, Matt? Um, obviously, we want you to go over to Matt Kennedy for the Not So Good Gamer, and as well as The Bop, the Black Penita podcast. He hasn't done one in a while. Yeah, he hasn't done one in a while, but, you know, I kind of feel like uh, we should uh, have Matt on for a podcast. Maybe have him up in the wall janger box up there, or per janger box, rather, with Rogue. Katarina. Yeah. So, uh, we go here for lead actress. I say Regina King. Outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. You have Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Don Cheadle for Black Monday, Ted Danson for The Good Place, Michael Douglas for The Kromsky Method, and Eugene Levy for Schlitz Creek. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Creek. That's a funny show. If you go to watch the show, you want to watch it. And Rami Youssef for Rami. 
Um, the two I would pick out of this one is Michael Douglas and Eugene Levy. Yeah, I, I really wouldn't pick. I wouldn't pick Ted Danson for much. I'm just saying. I really like the, the good place, but um, yeah, Eugene Levy. Yeah, it's killing it. Cool. Uh, the awesome in that show. Um, I think I, I definitely have to check that out. Outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. Uh, Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. Rachel Bershaw, Brosnahan. Brosnahan for The Marvelous Miss Maisel. She is Mitch. Love her. Love oh, yeah. her. Season three was kind of not as good as season one and two, but I still enjoyed it. And you have uh, Linda Card- Cardellini uh, for Dead to Me as well. Uh, Catherine O'Hare for Shit's Creek, uh, uh, Issa Rae for Insecure, and Trace Ellis Ross for Black. Tracy, Tracy Ellis Ross. Eugene, um, Amanda, Amanda Miller says Eugene Levy for sure. Just so scroll back up, Steve. I, I would put is an intelligent woman. Thank you. So, so <laughs> I would put Catherine or Linda for me on this one. Okay, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't peg Dead, Dead to Me as a comedy series. I just think they put it well, in as I a think comedy it's series. One of those black comedy things. I'm going for Miss Maisel, man. I really love Midge. She is just so like she's always on. I will have to say, like for season three, I would actually put Catherine O'Hare on Shit's Creek on top of. She's Richard amazing. Park. So you would have to watch the series. So you you're sticking with Shits. I'm sticking with Shit's Creek. I'm, I'm, I'm in Shit's Creek with him. I got the shit thing. So I guess you could say that you two are up Shit's Creek with two paddles. So you're ahead of the, the curve a bit there. But the next one the is, is coming around town. Uh, outstanding lead actor in a drama series. You have Jason Bateman for Ozarks. Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, Ooh, this Steve Carell for this uh, this morning show, uh, the morning show, Brian Cox for Secession, Billy Porter for Pose, and Jeremy Strong for Secession. I'm really liking Jason Bateman for Ozark. I'm liking Jason Bateman and Brian I Cox. Love Those are the two that are in, in the top running. Right? And I was telling him Ozark was really top of the list for uh, all nominations, really, mm-hmm. which is Netflix, but. That's one of the shows that, when I was watching it, it made me have the same kind of anxiety feeling as, uh, like, Sons of Anarchy. Breaking where, Bad. And Breaking Bad, to where I have to watch the next episode, otherwise, I, you I, I, need, what to, doing. I need a minute. Like, I can't sleep, I can't do anything, I need to watch this series. So, that's why I'm just letting Ozarks go. I saw the first season, I loved it, I'm going to wait for that to happen, and I'm just going to go all the way through, just like... I did. The, I made the mistake with Breaking Bad. I watched that one, and I, it was like, "Give me the next episode." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I needed the next episode. See, I waited. I waited on Breaking Bad until, and I timed it until. So when I was all caught up, I just had to watch the last episode. Okay, fair enough. But I mean, uh, that was where. But I binge watched Ozark all. But that's years. where I first learned of Giancarlo. Giancarlo Esposito, who wields the Black Saber, and uh, they did say that we're going to find more stuff in about the Black Saber this second season. And he's also yeah, in Far Cry. That beautifully. I'm quite impressed. I mean, I'm glad <laughs> when somebody appreciates when I actually say something correctly. Yeah, so you almost rolled your R and everything. It's very almost <laughs> six years <laughs> of the time works a hundred percent of the time. 
So Matthew Kennedy, Matthew Kennedy says Trace, Amanda Miller says Midge, and Matthew Kennedy said definitely Jason. So outstanding lead actress in a drama series. We have Jennifer Aniston in The Morning Show. She's an android. Olivia Colman uh, from Doctor Who in The Crown. She's an android as well. Jodie Corner, uh, Killing Eve. You have Laura Linney, uh, Ozark, and Sandra Oh in Killing Eve as well. And Zidania in Euphoria. Um, it would be for me. It would either be uh, Laura Linney or Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, for those two. Yeah, honestly, I, I, Laura Linney is just a surprising character in Ozarks. I really, I, I'm, I'm pulling for her on that one. And the last, the the last season and a half, she really came into her own in that in that show. I will say, absolutely, so man. For her, for her to get the uh, the nod is just a tribute to her character and the way she can portray her. I hope that she gets it. 100%. 100%. Outstanding reality uh, competition series. We have The Masked Singer, Nailed It, RuPaul's Drag Race, Top Chef, and The Voice. Uh, I guess I've only I'll, heard of three of them. I guess I'll go for Top Chef. Um, just because the character and everything, RuPaul's Drag Race. I knew you were going to pick that. Just because I want to be different. So does he. She. It. Zero. Sis. Man, that quit trying, man. <laughs> Outstanding variety talk series: The uh, Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Full Frontal with Samantha B, Jimmy Kimmel Live, the, uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Late Show with Stephen Colbert. This one, yeah. I gotta go with John Oliver. He, I mean, even in the pandemic, his show is still awesome. And he's a U.S. citizen now. Yes, he is. I so, believe. I by choice, I know. <laughs> Could have went back to England and he stayed. We gotta, we gotta really support him here. He could, he could still go back. Yeah, he got his, he got his citizenship, <laughs> and then like a month later, COVID happened. And he can't go anywhere. Yeah. So I mean, still he can't enjoy his citizenship. I kind of think that's a that's a, just a given right there with John Oliver. Even though I really do love Trevor Noah, uh, Trevor Noah's Daily Show. I, I I love all the other. That's shows. a tough one, but I gotta go with John Oliver. John Oliver is all the best. Yeah, Amanda Miller says John Oliver as well. Uh, outstanding limited series. We have Little Fires Everywhere, Miss America, Unbelievable, Orthodox, and Watchmen. And of course, you know where I'm going to pick Watchmen. 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 Outstanding. Out, that just says Watchmen with Outstanding. You, know, you got me at Outstanding. So, Outstanding Comedy Series. This yeah. was a tough one. Shit's Creek. I don't even know. Shit. <laughs> 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 I don't even know if it's nominated. It is. It is nominated. Another one that you recommended to me, What We Do in the Shadows, is nominated as well as Marvelous oh. Miss Maisel, The Kromsky Method, Insecure, The Good Place, Dead to Me, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's rough, but I gotta go in between. I gotta go with Miss Maisel only because I haven't seen Shit's Creek and What We Do in the Shadows yet. But sh- right. What We Do in the Shadows is Taika Waititi. Okay. Or that was, it was based. <laughs> it was based off of the that movie. Was that no, that's no, the actor. No, that's, that's the director. Oh, no, Taika Waititi was the guy who directed or co-directed the original movie, What We Do in the Shadows. I'm not. I think he at least has like an executive producer credit in there. At least he's also Thor and a couple. He's got a lot of projects. He's got a couple of episodes of what, another show, The Mandalorian. Amanda Miller says, Little Fires Everywhere or Watchmen. Um, so. Yeah. 
Um, now we go to Outstanding Drama Series, Better Call Saul, The Crown, Handmaiden's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, and Secession. And of course, got to go Amanda. I'm going to go, that's a tough one because, you know, Stranger even... Stranger Mando is my favorite. Stranger <laughs> Mando? Yeah. That might be the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger Mando fires everywhere. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking code to set Bucky Barnes off. Guess what? Hopper, this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's the end of their list, but I do know that there's a lot of different uh, subcategories that Mandalorian is uh, fit in. They have like 15 nominations themselves, which is impressive alone. If Disney gets one um, kind of nod or just award for Mando. That's really it. And this next story and uh, Amanda Miller says she's with Kat. Yay! My girl. So, Girls Unite. Woo! Maybe they'll unite about this one. Rumors are saying that a former Game of Thrones star is the top choice for the DC Extended Universe Zatanna role. Um, <laughs> the rumor mill is saying... put you on the big screen. And let you run with this after I say the story, yes. But um, the rumor mill is saying that three actresses are being eyed for the live actions of Tom Roll. Emily Clark from Game of Thrones, the former, uh, form, current frontrunner for the role, Hobbs and Shaw, Isaiah Gonzalez uh, with okay. The Watchmen's, Ayana Char- Charlotte Cha. I tried. I, 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 I can't see the text. Yeah, I tried. Zoom in. Hold control and scroll hit scroll up on the mouse. Oh, uh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's Never not mind. that important. Right. But <laughs> okay. Um, the main thing here is that they all kind of look the role for me. Um, people are also <laughs> speculating. Now, here's the other thing. I really, I know she's going to argue with me there, but people are also speculating. He was happy for the argument today. Involved, J.J. Abrams will be in the DC Extended Universe moving forward, with rumors of him having a new outing with Constantine and bringing back Zatanna to a live action form. Take this with a grain of salt, cat. Um, now, <laughs> I see where they're going with this choice. For I looked up, I IMDb, uh, all of the actresses' names. You need better lighting. That just happened. Like his you light IMDb'd just turned something? I IMDb'd uh, all the actresses' names. and here? The tap? Over. Hit the plugs. Hit that. And then go over, down, there, over, no, there. Yep. IMDb. And then search. Type in Emily Clark, or Amelia Clark. Just Clark E. That's all you have to type. Yeah. There she is, second one. Second one down right there. So, no, second one. Down there. I can't really see the screen. I know, you moved it so you can't see it. Yeah, so we turn tilt, it off again. Just tilt it over so you can see it. There. 
Now we can all see it. That, that was the goal. But she was Daenerys Targaryen. I know. We are such a well-oiled machine. Um, it's the first episode in New Studio. Love Nuts will go much smoother. <laughs> yeah. Because so, Love worked out all the kinks. From the living room. And that's the show everyone wants to see. Absolutely. <laughs> Seen every Sunday night. And this Saturday, we have a new Let's Play with your Projangers. We are going to be playing the remastered Destroy All Humans. And we're going to go through that. Elder Scrolls Greymore Saga is over, and we're going on to something else. Yes, yeah, thank you for the free game, by the way. You're welcome. So, um, this is the choice. Kat, why do you not like her as a person? <laughs> as a person, I think she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sadana. There we go. Done, done, done. Put her in a wig. We're good. Zatanna <laughs> is, like, street smart and, like... Strong, and I don't want to use the word. Well, she's like assertive, and Amelia Clark just has this baby face in everything yeah. that she's in. Um, yeah, it's her face, so she doesn't really have a choice there. But although she was a bitch in, in Solo, um, the Solo movie, she was a bitch. Huh? That's what made her so unassuming for the he, role. Because at the end of the role, at the end of end of it, spoiler alert, she assumes the role of uh, the prick, the prick, and the controller of you know the second in command of all. Yeah, and that is rumored to become a Disney Plus series, which I'm fine with, especially with her coming back as that character because she does have that baby face. But that's exactly what makes her a good villain. Yeah. Yeah, but she got the baby face, so she can go the other way too. Honestly, Mike, I'm going to go back to what I said to you before. I want you to watch something with Zatanna in it right now, and then come back to me and say that you think Amelia Clark would be a good fit for it. I have nothing to say about the other two actresses because honestly, I haven't researched either one of them. Um, (laughs) Like the guy with the guitar. In my personal opinion, she's not the right fit for Zatanna. But it's nothing against her. Personally, I think she's working. Yeah, that one. Click that. There we go. All right, so Matt and I were talking about this earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scroll up. And I made the comment, if Kate Beckinsale was younger, would she be a fit? Uh, No. Search. I am. Kind of like Celine in Underworld. There. Well, Kate Beckinsale, yeah, I think that she could do it. I mean, she gets technically still do A-N-Y-A. What? A-N-Y-A. in um, Smallville, and then she was the one that played... Second one right there. Uh, Medusa in, in Humans. It's the same actress. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have that, like, which I think the age is not the issue for me. I wouldn't mind somebody in their 40s, especially women in Hollywood in their 40s. They look like they're in their 20s anyway. Yeah, it just depends on how much makeup you put on. um, Could bring some, like, that experience and that levity to the character that Satana actually has. So I don't have a problem with maturity or whatever. Somebody older like Kate Beckinsale, I don't mind if she plays her as long as she plays her well. But there is, like, like, it's hard for me to articulate, especially since you're putting me on the spot. (laughs) But, <laughs> well, that, it's okay. It's okay. Podcast, but played Princess of Mars in the John Carter film. Okay, um, the one that no one saw. Yeah, <laughs> but Anya uh, Charlatrola or Charlatra? I don't know. Charlatra. I like. Witcher. Yeah. Now, Jasper. 
I I would yeah. prefer her. Now this is also because she has a nice kind of. Well, she's beautiful. <laughs> That's it. I'm just being a man. Well, I'm just being a man about it. She's hot. All right, I'm going with her. Fuck it. She. I don't. I mean, I liked her in Witcher. She was fine as uh, she was Yennefer. Um, the girl in Knives Out. She's a Brazilian actress. Okay. Did you watch Knives Out? I haven't. But I, I have not I seen it. yet. I, yeah. I know that I. Have we can pull up the movie for? right, like like on the screen in IMDb. Knives Out. I yep. think her name's like Anna Paula something. It could be completely up wrong. to the top and type in Knives Out. God, this is such a better setup. There you go. You already have it. Knife. Knives Out, and then <coughs> scroll down. Let's see here. Um, Anna De Amis. That's it. Close third one down. Up there. Oh, and that microscopic text. Okay. Well, I was able to see it. Sure. I mean, you know, once again, you get a wig. Why not? Um, sure. You know, they'll make it work. I also would accept her as the Numera. I mean, even in, you know, um, like some of the pictures with her, like there in the corner, you have uh, Hispania. Right, clearly there's a lot of Hispania. There's a lot of Hispania. A lot of Hispania. So she has dark hair, but well, clearly she didn't. It or whatever, but clearly she does. Go back to the other picture. Clearly she doesn't have like blonde highlights with dark roots naturally. <laughs> I don't think that happens. Whoa, whoa, that's not natural. <laughs> I don't think that happens in nature quite yet. But it, it, it can happen if you leave. You know, if you go out in the sun a lot. <laughs> I don't think that happens quite yet. But in- everybody's been inside. Um, I'm always having that problem. And then hop over to that first tab, and then go to the next story. Well, I mean, yeah, I. But then again, this is just a rumor, so I definitely think that they're going to whittle down, and they're going to find a choice that nobody else has really what about found. The actress? I would that really did like the, that um, too. I, I do think that they tend to who got killed in the red wedding over and over once they become she would be like good for too. actors, and I'd almost but. appreciate more an unknown or mm-hmm. lesser known stepping into that role. Yeah, somebody that's already you know established famously for something else. Now another thing that is established is The Witcher, but the next story is not really have been established anywhere. The Netflix announced The Witcher Blood Origins. The Witcher Blood Origins is a new six-part live-action spin-off series. The Witcher uh, that is set twelve thousand years prior and tells the story of the first Witcher and how profession came to be. Details are on the series are currently quite scarce, but we don't know, uh, we don't know, it. we do know, I'm sorry, damn autocorrect, it's being made by Deacon DeBera and Laura Schmidt Hirsch, and Laura Schmidt Hirsch is actually the current showrunner on the Witcher series. Okay. So you have the showrunner in there, and in addition to being all about Witchers, it sounds like the series will explore elves, monsters, and the general foundational lore of the series that hasn't been explored very much in the mainline series, as well as uh, in Netflix, as well as the games and even the books. So further, uh, we know uh, Azrika Spaskowski, uh, creator of the series, is involved, presumably as a uh, creative consultant. 
So we see the Twitter reactions below, which the top one got me. It said, there's been one season, and you think it's earned a spinoff? <laughs> yes, dickhead. Yes, I think it deserves a spinoff. It was a great series. Toss a coin to your Netflix Witcher and enjoy it. This is uncharted territory. The reason why we have a coin shortage now is because we tossed too many coins at the... <laughs> well, you know what? I think it's worth it. I think the Witcher could use it more than me. Um, weren't they all melted down for John Wick too? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned John Wick. John Wick. In the next story, we may find a little John Wick. Uh, no, not that. Or, well, actually, that was a horrible segue. Yeah, go to that story. Um, <laughs> not this story, but the following story. That is gonna have some motherfucking John Wick. We'll circle back to it. This story is all we about that one first. <laughs> Hit that beautiful bean footage. This story is all about the boys, and uh, the boys. Amazon is getting renewed them for a season three uh, on Amazon Prime. The boys have already, uh, you know, their series, uh, second series rather, is coming out in you know September. Yep. This is you know Seth Rogen. He was currently on Marin. Uh, podcast and it honestly this series I watched or read rather on the book here the fire tablet the first compendium of the boys and feel lucky you watched the show (laughs) feel lucky you watched the show it wasn't just one person with Starfire or Starlight whatever the fuck the blonde chick's name is it wasn't just one guy let me just put it that way and the first death with Huey was a lot more violent. Um, so, yeah. But the Netflix series, See, or the Amazon, Amazon series, has rather. a line that they have to toe. <laughs> I mean, they have this kind of series. This I mean, we t- understand that they have. Fucking- this is almost a different kind of genre of movie to where it's just disturbingly like realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is what superheroes would do. This yeah, is exactly it's, how it's, people would react, and it's, it's, it's just—it just makes it so real. Yeah, this you know, is, this is Hancock to like the infinite level. <laughs> this is take. Oh, you think Marvel and DC are cute, huh? Ha! Let me show you what they how they hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's the title of the podcast. But Why we don't get powers in real life. Exactly, but the boys season two premieres September fourth, twenty twenty. Wait for my powers from COVID. Yeah, I know. I I doused myself in radioactive material, and I have yet to get any powers from it. Well, you know, if you end up growing a third eye, I'll let you. I was expecting to become one of the Toxic Avengers, Crusader. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'll tell you what, this next story has a little John Wick in it. <clears throat> Finally got it. Wow, yeah, I did not down. see that story coming. I know. <laughs> I just I just hit you out of the blue with it because this is actually breaking news. It dropped today. Uh, Netflix also announced a Splinter Cell TV series from John Wick writer Derek Kolstad. The series will be animated adaptation of the game with uh, Derek Kolstad serving as writer and executive producer on the series, teaming up with Ubisoft uh, with a 16-episode Cross two season order from Netflix. So, have you heard of um, 
uh, the Splinter Cell series back going almost 20 years now. Uh, 2002, Splinter oh Cell God. originally came out, and it spawned on seven tie-in novels and a film adaptation that's been in the works for several years. So, this... While I would love to see a Splinter Cell movie, I would more rather see a TV series if you're going to be I true to the game. I would love to see animated or live action episodic TV series. I love the fact they're going animated because there's just so much more you can do with animation. And it gives you a little bit more versatility. You don't have to worry about paying yeah. actors. Even if you go mocap CGI route, which they did for Last of Us and all the other You'll still be going. With a lot more, you'll still have a lot more avenues to make the story really the way you want it. Yeah, they'll, they'll be able to breathe a lot of life into it. Absolutely. Um, but I'm just curious who they're like. Who would you pin as Sam Fisher? Because the actor in who voices Sam Fisher, not in the not the most recent installment of Splinter Cell, but all the other Splinter Cells prior to that was. Michael Ironside. So, everybody knows Michael Ironside. Jester's dead in, in, in yeah. Top Gun. Yeah. So, I mean, look, he John Krasinski. No, because he's still he's doing Tom Cruise. No, mm-hmm. he's too busy with Scientology. Damn it. Um, no, John Krasinski. No, because he's still he's doing the other show, that other Tom Clancy show on Netflix. I mean, on Amazon. So, you can't. Put a wig on a Chris and give it to him. Okay. Any any Chris, not you. I mean, Evans, you know, uh, Helmsworth. Helmsworth, any of the Chris's, uh, just uh, give it to a Chris. No, I can't. I, they, they don't have the, the gravel in the voice. they got to have the gravel in the voice. Because the voice makes the character. Stephen Lang. Maybe. I'm going to go with my ultimate go-to, unknown. <laughs> go with an unknown. Unknown? I would have an actor. Just somebody who fits the bill. Somebody who matches the look. Now, if it's if it's a like an origin story, then yes, I would say go with an unknown. If it's a Josh Brolin, more more Hugh Jackman, but Josh Brolin would would do as well. Josh Brolin or Hugh Jackman, I would go with. That'd be a good pull. What about Hugh Brolin? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. You're trying to come up with a podcast title, aren't you? So, Wolver Thanos. Wolver Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Brolin, Wolver Thanos. Wolver Thanos. Podcast title right there. And uh, another story we have in the mix here is a confirmation. As we go into the gaming news, the Marvel Avengers game. Play that... Uh, Bean. Well, no, go down. They have another video there. That's the man we're talking about right here. Hawkeye is the first confirmed uh, af- uh, post-launch DLC character. And the game's okay. getting... Uh, it, it was announced on the game's uh, second War Table stream. And it does say there's a trailer. I believe it's down at the bottom. There it is. Um, this is July's War Table. Skip around. Um... But with Hawkeye being in here, they do have... Just keep going. Go to the middle. <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. There you there go. go. There we go. Why uh, you add go forward a bit. Oh, God. What happened? Oh, you hit the back button. <laughs> you hit the back button on the side. What do you mean? Don't hit the back button on the side <laughs> of the mouse. 
I'm sorry, we got a new producer. We're walking him through. We're experiencing down to the bottom, technical difficulties. And then just click in the very Here's middle the of the video. <laughs> there you go. Right there is fine. No, up. There we go. That's just them talking. War table. Ah, oh, crisis averted. I tell you, Lugnuts podcast will be a lot better produced than this. Continuing on here, Hawkeye uh, is not going to be in the game's beta. The beta is uh, for people who have already per- you know pre-purchased the vehicle, uh, the vehicle, yep. the game. That's a different podcast. Um, the Avengers vehicle coming soon. <laughs> Uh, but the playable people in the beta are going to be Iron Man, Black Widow, Hulk, and Miss Marvel. Only playable uh, Hawkeye character you'll see is post-launch. So we'll have to wait to see Hawk uh, play as Hawkeye, but he will come with a unique storyline separate from the other heroes. And you'll encounter, essentially, it'll be played through either solo or co-op modes. But no details as to how that will work. But you'll get to get your hands on the Avengers because they will assemble September 4th. Where's Ed? Ed from accounting? Yes. Uh, well, they improved, the they improved Ed. He's now Boar. <laughs> from Escard. <laughs> Let's go to the end of the, uh, end of the video. See if we can find some Hawkeye. Um, they got a lot of concept art that they showed off here. Keep going. A lot of different modes uh, or you know skins. Like I, I got. I guarantee you, they're gonna have uh, old man Logan Hulk. Okay. The hillbilly Hulk that just kept on going with his She Hulk and made a family. Fifties mobster Hulk. So there's gonna be a lot of stuff coming to Avengers. I gotta say that this game, from the stuff we've seen, looks like it's gonna be a good RPG with a good skill tree and a lot there. It will still be. When I get it on sale. Especially when you can get Ant-Man. I'm going to get it. It's fine. Uh, Ant-Man, Wasp. You know what I mean? Okay. Different characters being added into their DLC story. I see that as a perfect thing for them to really capture going back in. Like Old Man, Hawkeye, Old Man Logan. Getting those characters. Getting those different skins and all this kind of that, comic that lore nice. in a game. They're putting a lot into it, and I think it's really going to surprise a lot of people when it comes out. Because it's Crystal Dynamics. This is the people that remade Tomb Raider. And Tomb Raider, when it re- was remade, was a really good game. Yeah, yeah, it was remade. It was a really good game. They added RPG elements that you really didn't think you wanted in a Tomb Raider game. And you didn't think you wanted... Oh, I knew I wanted this as an RPG, but the way that they're doing it really impresses me. And I'm, I have if a lot of hope. they do the same thing with this game that they did with Tomb Raider, like some of the death scenes, if they incorporate the death scenes as they did in Tomb Raider, I would, I would be satisfied. Yeah, absolutely. As long as they keep it real. But if I'm keeping it real, I'm going to tell you that I am... Optimistically hopeful for this next story. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. My term of the week. Uh, Cautiously optimistic about this next story, which is Obsidian Entertainment. We know them. We love them. You know, Fallout New Vegas, Kotar. Yeah. These people are legendary. They now have 
uh, announced a first-person RPG avowed set in the same world as Pillars of Eternity. Okay. Have you checked out Pillars of Eternity? I only played it for like a quick minute, and that was it. It's because it was turn-based. It the the mm. gameplay on that steered no, no. me away. I, I played it for a while, but because I was really impressed with you're the talking to someone who loves Final Fantasy VI. So exactly, I'll play turn-based. I know games. you love that, but how impressed were you with that skill tree when you saw Pillars of Eternity and you go into the skills? It's like a fucking looking at the the universe. When I say I played it for a quick minute, I wholeheartedly mean one quick minute. Like I didn't even have, no. It was <laughs> now. There's a lot of lore in there. In the, the to, first I'll one and the second one, dive back, back into it because when I looked at this skill tree, it was a universe. It, there is so many different ways you can go, and it's a free-to-play game. Okay. It's just I didn't like that turn-based combat. You walk around perfectly fine, but it was very you know Kotar-esque. Now with this one, they're saying that Avowed is a big first-person RPG set in the same world as Pillars of Eternity, and it looks like it may be Obsidian's spin on the Elder Scrolls series. Okay. Cool. Some rumors are saying that if you scroll down, you can actually see what they're saying in the, uh, the trailer right here, the reveal trailer. Um, they're saying that this is going to be like a twice-compacted Skyrim this is going to be like a huge game. First-person RPG. We know from Outer Worlds that they can do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I now, don't want to have to 100% of world like Skyrim again. Now, especially since the rumors are saying that this is going to be a release window of early 2020 or late 2022 or early 2023. There's a lot of room, especially if they have this That's already. That's an amazing arrow. Look how far that thing is. I know. That's a magic arrow. That's going over like at least a mile of land. And to get it in that tiny hole, giggity. <laughs> and See, land I knew. I, and I the was landed waiting for I on was waiting one punchline. I was not even going to attempt. But they landed it on one specific spot which ignited a fire. Yeah. Yeah, I went there. But. I really have hope for this because uh, Avowed, it looks like with the spell crafting they had at the end there, uh, it looks like they're going to have a good blend to kind of contest with that. The announcement trailer also we see at the end is a sword with runes etched in it. And the sword in the trailer people on Reddit have actually deciphered the uh, runes and it, they found out that it's a Pillars of Eternity language. And it says Oathbinder. And in the Pillars of Eternity, the oath is a very serious, crucial part of it. So yeah. that's going to be your kind of, you know, they're kind of leading you on to what they're going to be doing. Now, rumors are swirling around. Uh, at this point, the details are scarce. But some of the job listings that we saw last year for Obsidian are leading people to believe that they've been working on this at least since then. Because they had a job posting for a combat a person with combat and emphasis on exceptional first-person melee experience and combat actions utilizing both first- and third-person animations alongside referencing the day and night cycles and branching dialogue. So they were looking for something that sounds Sounds an awfully like, uh, awful lot like a first-person RPG game. Okay, for Obsidian. 
And how long do you think? I played Outer Worlds all the way through. It was a short game. They got two DLCs set for that. They got something else that they're working on in the mix. I mean, Obsidian. They're really stepping their game up. I love this game company because they've given us so much, especially New Vegas was a masterpiece. Over quantity is their thing. Yeah. And Grounded, the survival game. I have not touched that one. Honey, I Shark the Kids survival mode, um, where okay. you can turn off the spiders if you want and they look goofy. But they have that that they're working on, and that's in early access, which is currently ongoing to be developed. Okay. So they have a lot on their plate, and now they're just announcing this. I kind of side with more along the 2023 for an official release for Avowed. All right. So that's well into the next-gen console lineup. You're already going to have everything looking beautiful and next-gen. And the things ironed out, yes. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye out for that one, man. Another one. That, another thing they announced is the next story, it, which is from Undead Labs. They announced that State of Decay 3 is uh, now with Undead Deer is in currently in development uh, at Undead Studio or Undead Labs. Uh, the teaser, which if you go right up to the top and just click that video, uh, you'll sit. We will see here. But the teaser uh, shows off a solo survivor as she endures the elements and uh, tracks a wounded wolf, which gets gnawed on by an infected deer. Hmm. Now the first state of decay was very rough around the edges, but it had a great idea. It's a great story. And what, what did you think of two? Two, well, it did have a great story. Two built on the foundations of the first one, but it also, and the person in the article here in Game Informer agrees with me, they were plagued with bugs at launch, and it really lacked polish. Now, through updates, the game is in a solid state, and there's no release date on this one, but if if they do you feel put that more of an attention to detail... It's you feel like sur- was rushed? It's a, well, yeah. Because State of Decay 2, people, it was in development for longer than they wanted. And, you know, the but first game was a disappointment in whole to everybody who liked the idea of the game. And, and it was also rushed to be released because it was right around the time that the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate became a thing. Yeah. So they wanted a game that they could pair up and they were already losing money on it. Be like, all right, well let's just pair it with the game pass and they'll we'll we'll get our subscriber base back. And there's a zombie deer. She's gonna kill it with a crossbow. Oh yeah, crossbow's gonna do it. State of K three, no announced date. But I really liked it, especially the fact that you could just open the doors and kill zombies and mow them down with your vehicle. It would still do damage, just like in Grand Theft Auto. It was Grand Theft Auto zombies, but then it was also a base builder as well. And you had that strategy element to it and the characters. The first one was a very big... You had a very big emotional connection to the characters because of the story. You kept going through with them and... It gripped you in. The second one, I did not give a fuck about anybody. <laughs> I didn't care. You were all just red shirts to me. You know what I mean? And none of them were like a Scotty red shirt. Where, you know what? I do kind of like you, even if you are a red shirt. <laughs> none of them even got that one. You got an accent. You are exempt from red shirt status. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be hate speech. We can't do that. You live. Um, but uh, the next story has a lot of people wanting to continue living. 
and that is a a new fable game. Oh, yeah. We go down and uh, we see the announcement trailer. <sighs> How goddamn long the years of rumors of us actually we've been reporting this for a while that a fable been game all has been years. in the works and it has now been announced and the studio behind it was behind Forza Horizon Playground Games and it is considered a new start for the franchise and it is known simply as Fable there were rumors that it was going to be an MMO from a French uh, YouTuber who was right about what they were going to announce at the showcase but another insider came out and said that's a crock of shit, it's not going to be an MMO it's going to be a traditional RPG but the thing that has people worried is that Playground Games alright, let me just list off just a couple things they worked on just, okay. you know, some other stuff so that you can get a feel for what they've done here um, Playground Games has also uh, worked on uh, or no, that was a different story. That's Once again, I'm getting my stories mixed up. But Playground Games, you got Forza Horizons. The thing that's getting fans scared about Forza Horizons is, or about Playground is that they've made racing games. You know, it's not RPG. They don't have anything really in the tank. Yeah, but some of those, some is, of those developers cross, you know, you know, cross develop on other projects. So, you know, just because you're, you know, it, the whole stay in your lane when it comes to game development doesn't really exist. Because if you want to better yourself, you you want to get another skill set. Yeah. And this whole world, I love. This looks like Fable. I'm cautiously optimistic, of course. But also, fairies, giant mushrooms. You give me some of those goblins that we used to love to attack. You go in that one first cave and you just grind out in that in that that first dungeon and just grab shit, man. It chicken was chaser. Oh, the titles and everything. He's the chicken chaser. He's the chicken chaser. It took me a minute to figure out you could change that title. I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck is everyone calling me a chicken chaser? Yeah. I don't chase chickens. This isn't Zelda. Fucking Ocarina of Time? Of course I chased those chickens. Link to the past. <laughs> that was a link to the past. But New Fable, I absolutely love it. Go to the next story because that shows more of the stuff that was uh, announced in the uh, Xbox, yeah, the showcase here. And you can scroll on down past that one. Obviously, we just talked about the Fable. Um, Crossfire. A multiplayer shooter coming from Remedy, a studio known for Alan Wake and Control. That's their next title. Coming 2020 on specified date. Fantasy Star Online, New Genesis. Um, of course, that's, uh, you know, Fantasy Star Online, too. Fans love that game. Uh, the Medium, which is a psychological horror game by Bloober Team. Uh, we also have The Gunk, award winning. Steam World creators are trying their hand at a new game called The Gunk, which appears to be a puzzle adventure. We have Warhammer 40,000 uh, 40, Dark Tide, to where uh, it's Warhammer, you know. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected, that's summer 2021. This is an awesome name for a game. Stalker 2. Uh, it was also announced that the game world, uh, 
GSC Game World, the sequel for the first-person Ukrainian horror survival simulation hit. Okay. Way back in 2010. But they just restarted development early in 2018. Destiny 2, Beyond Light, I can't believe they're still putting out stuff for Destiny 2. Well, I mean, Blizzard wants to... Well, no, Bungie wants to uh, recap or recoup their, their investment. Well, lost other investment from Activision. I would. I want a Ferrari. <laughs> I don't see either happening. Sucks to be <laughs> Psychonauts two with uh, Jack Black bringing the soundtrack. Didn't mean to rhyme. Uh, as dust falls, avowed. We already talked about that. Outer Worlds developers. So that's a lot of good stuff that came out of the Xbox showcase. Gabe Newell recently said uh, that uh, that's grounded right there. And uh, Outer Worlds getting a, a DLC, The Peril of Gorgon, Peril on Gorgon, and uh, trailer for Tell Me Why, Chapter One. Um, but Gabe Newell came out and said that Xbox, way stronger. Series X, next gen. He's adamant. He said it very quickly, too. Hmm. So we'll have to see. Everwild, they're coming out with a lot, a lot here. Forza Motorsport. Because you you gotta have a Forza game, uh, State of Decay three, Halo Infinite, um, and I believe they have gameplay in that Halo Infinite trailer. Were you impressed with this one? I don't like the new apartment. I don't like the new apartment either, um, and I don't like clogging either. But <laughs> Halo Infinite, when they had the an- <laughs> when Halo Infinite had the uh, announcement. I thought you were talking about an alien species. Yeah, and it looks like it's past the ad there. Um, when they had the announcement trailer, I thought it was interesting that they keep going with the Halo. Because remember when they said Halo 3 was it? Yeah, I remember. We're done! The Final tour! The Kiss animation Final style. tour! The animation style is like very rendition of like 2006. Which, you know... I mean, I'm am, sure I gonna, am I going to critique an alpha, ba- like an alpha footage? Yeah. Probably, you know, yeah, no, but you are. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what that is. You're critiquing alpha footage. But. You know, <laughs> I'm more intrigued of like the concept of the game versus like yes. the actual graphic. Yes, because um, the story always drives it for me. I mean, you're Master Chief blowing up shit. You know what I mean? And that's all I need. That's that's all you want. That's like. Critiquing a Transformers game for not having, you know, a good enough story. That's not why you're. That's not why you're playing it. You're playing it because you want a bunch of robots to beat you up. Get me. Get, but I would love to just have Steve as the Steve from Borderlands as the uh, voice of Master Chief. Hello. Oh, not not Big Brother. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he would be willing to do the part of Microsoft. Steve. Wanted. Steve. Hello. <laughs> I can honestly, I can imagine Big Brother as a uh, as Master Chief. Yeah, he can he can get a low register and and, and speak you know menac- menacingly when he wants to. <laughs> it's not you know it's, deaf people are not going to hear him, but <laughs> in space, no one can hear you scream. Um, there we go. Next story. So, yeah, um, I'm really excited for, I mean, especially if you're keeping it, if it has a good story, I'm down for another Halo. Yeah, I mean, it's always, you know, it's kind of like Dynasty Warriors. It's the same thing. Just, you know, I, I'll enjoy the story. Yeah. It is. 
So, uh, our next story is... G.I. Joe has a game leaked onto the internet. The new game dubbed G.I. Joe Blackout, which is apparently in development for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch, okay. with the box office or with the box art surfacing online. Um, looking at the box art, has some believing that the game will be based on the G.I. Joe Classified series. The game okay. is in development at Game Mill Entertainment, whose recent work, this is the one I wanted to point out. Ooh, okay. You may know them from Zombie Ta- uh, Zombieland Double Tap Road Trip. No, I don't know them. Or Nickelodeon Kart Racers. No, I don't know them. Game Mill Entertainment. No, I don't know them. Okay. <laughs> so this is probably going to be another shitty G.I. Joe game. Like the Nintendo one back in the day? Yeah. So I really have hopes for... I mean, how can you, you do know what? The only soldiers game. beating villains wrong. The, the only G.I. Joe game that was actually good was on the Commodore 64. And I, I can still play it to this day. Okay, I can watch, you know, a black and white film to this day, but it doesn't mean there's better shit out there. For G.I. Joe. (laughs) For G.I. Joe, no, there isn't. Cobra! Um, G.I. Joe is the real American hero. (laughs) That he is. Did you see see that that (laughs) that I put in the the pork chop sandwiches in there? Yeah. Yeah. I hope hope everybody watched that. Yeah. That's just... E-Bombs did a great rendition of that back in 2004. Absolutely. Now, rumors say that it'll cost 40 bucks, and it'll release on October 13th, 2020. So we'll I will pick long. it up when it's on PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Games for Gold. Just to see how shitty it is? Yep. Yeah. Because after that, it's called Free. That's what that service is for, really. It's called Let me see how free. this game was. I thought it was shit, and... <laughs> yep. You know what? I was totally... I was right. Yeah, that is shit. Yeah. That, that is the perfect place for that. But you know what? I have to give you know, kudos to PlayStation because they are putting Call of Duty to remaster for PlayStation Plus. So, there's yeah. that. Yeah. They, they hit one out of the park every now and then. i tell you who hit one out of the park is this next story. Um, a new study finds that video games have no proven impact on real violence or aggressive behavior. Who would have thought? Crazy. Crazy. This study was published in the Royal Society Open Science and was conducted by Massey University. Aaron Drummond, the study was found that current research is unable to support the hypothesis that video game violence Violent video games have meaningful, long-term, predictive impact on youth aggression. Drummond's study analyzed 28 independent samples for his conclusion. For the fans of M-rated games such as Mortal Kombat 11, Doom Eternal, Grand Theft Auto 5, this study is further evidence that allegations regarding negative impact on violent video games remains unfound. While studies as these... uh, have proven in multiple times that no, this is nothing to do with the video game industry. It seems very highly unlikely that this study will make any difference. 
No. Obviously, this study didn't include siblings playing against each other, right? Well, rage quitting because you got hit with a dragon punch is different than... No, I'm saying when you and your brother... Look. Sibling, you're playing, and they're spanking you, and yeah. there's some kind of eruption. <laughs> Look, yes, you have that, and I have said on record on this podcast before that I've almost ended several friendships while playing Raging Blast Two, the Dragon Ball Z game. Um, I still find that I could have been just as competitive in anything because the same yeah. friends we got just as competitive. In playing Monopoly the game, is the worst. Uh, Ninja. <laughs> Monopoly is the worst, but we would play Ninja. And Ninja is you you start off in a circle with your hands in a prayer like this. And you, you know, go, Connor gets mad at Yahtzee. So, like, come on. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the simplest game. And I'm telling you, every single wall, uh, wall janger or prayer janger watching, you should try this, all right? It's called Ninja. You, put your, you get a group couple people, you put, well, after COVID, and you put your hands, you get in a circle, six feet apart, and you go, one, two, three, ninja, and everybody does a separate ninja move. Now, from that point, you go counterclockwise, or clockwise, whatever your fashion, Honda or American, and you go, uh, you each make a single move, and the goal is to touch the other person's hand. And once you touch their hand, in a single swipe, so if I was like this, I would go like that, and then you would have a move, so now my hand would be here. So if I'm going, so if you go like that, I have the chance to move my hand in another motion to try to counteract that. Okay. And that's where the competition lies, and that's why it's so fun because you're moving around and you're trying different ninja positions to try to get other like person's hands. Because that's called exercise. While Touching the other persons, <laughs> it's really, honestly, it's so, so much fun. Chi. And I, I, it is. But I'm telling you, Tai Chi, the home game, is really fun. Tai Chi at home. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's better than Twister and Monopoly. But that's not hard. But still, will still. I have had time. so much fun playing that game. I would recommend that to anybody. And I'm, I swear to God, I'll get a ninja trap. I'll get a Perjangers and Wallhangers ninja game up on our YouTube eventually. Okay, it's my goal. That's your goal. That's my goal. Another you, goal. You should get a Perjangers and Wallhangers card. Go to the double arrow and find the website. Holy criminal! Nerdy news, PJ. What? Below dashboard. There you go. Below this that. One? There you go. So. Another thing that I found is uh, the end segment here. And we always try to end off with a good end segment. I thought, kids, what if? What if you could have a movie, TV series, or game uploaded to a Star Trek holodeck program? Which and why? Uh, I didn't put too much thought into this because I was actually out buying stuff. So... Um. I mean, honestly, my my first one I would have to do is a very easy pick, Star Wars. That's an easy pick. It is. It, it's, it, it is. It's a softball. Yeah. But it's just to get the stuff rolling. Kat, you said you were having trouble narrowing down. What are some of the choices this that you is, picked? I guess today is like my hybrid day because I can't pick one thing, so I'm trying to combine. Okay. <laughs> 
But my thought is, you know, Star Trek is science. So I wouldn't necessarily want something science-y because I'm surrounded by it. I'd probably go more along the lines of fantasy. Okay. And then I started thinking, okay, let me think of all these fantasy worlds. And I, I already got laterally would die immediately in all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Come on, you don't give yourself a chance in, like, Harry Potter? Probably not. Lord of the Rings? No. No, no, you'd die. Al, we, all, we would all die in Lord of the Rings. Immediately die in, like, everything. Uh, but Star Trek, if you're not a red shirt. We're in Star Trek. I can't upload Star Trek to the Star Trek holodeck. It'd be practice. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, practice. They do fun. it all the time. <laughs> How do you think they make the movies? Yeah. So then I just had this like epiphany of um, not the movie Bridge to Terabithia, but that glimpse of Terabithia that you get. Okay. In I would like that. Okay. So I already got mine. There's that, and then of course I love Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. Okay. So yeah. Um, dark Tarot. Bithyl. Oh. Okay. Dark Terror Bithyl. <laughs> uh, the title's Katarina Makes Up Words. You just need to be very confident when you say them. That's that's, that's very Yeah, true. yeah. Eddie said it best. It's you know sixty percent how you, you know it's sixty percent how you sound, twenty percent what you say, and ten percent how you look. Yeah. <laughs> But honestly, uh, there's just so many different ways got, to do I it. I got mine. I gotta say, I got mine. I got mine. Doctor Who. All right. Well, that's easy uh, for you. No, that's that's fine, Susan. I immediately ruled that out. I'm sorry. I was jealous for a second, but I realized you did rule that out. But I am right so, in that sci-fi realm of Star Wars, Doctor Who. Give me uh, even um, Back to the Future. I was. I was going on that path. <laughs> Man, I yeah, will say. I or will something say. classic like uh, A Fistful of Dollars. Ooh. I will say The World of Freddy Player One and Two. Because then I get everything. Marvel. I get Star Wars. I get, I, get, I get Marvel. I get all the music. I, I get everything. My Hero Academia. Okay. My Hero Academia. Oh, man, I just realized, can I insert Studio Ghibli worlds? Yes, yeah. absolutely. All Keeping Castle. There so, you go. So how, how would you fit that in your title? <laughs> you got an ongoing thing here. You got to have that. You got you got you to gotta place it. <laughs> all fantasy. All fantasy. Okay. Um, Big bro- all fantasy for Katarina. Big Brother Back to the Future. Me, I'm going with Doctor Who. Where are you going, old man? Ready Player One. Ready Player One. You said Ready Player One and Two. Yeah, because it's it's the same universe. Yeah. You just have a wider gap there. Yeah. Well, another good one would be a Game of Thrones, if you're a royal. That's what I would immediately... Although you'd probably fuck your sister if you're a Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> so you you it's may not want to go you may not want to go with the Targaryen house if you had a choice. If you are, then you know what you're in for. Just hope she's beautiful. <laughs> There's a lot of inbreeding there. You never know. Uh, 
the twin cat. Uh, the twin cat. <laughs> Immediately be killed. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. So, on that bombshell, I think we have a good end to the podcast, and we ended off the, the same expense. way. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I think that one probably won. The expanse yeah. is good. Yeah. That, yeah. that that's the winner right there. Okay. And Katarina's fa- all things fantasy. <laughs> besides the, I was just breeding. She, I wanted to hear the hyphenated name. The, that, besides that the inbreeded Targaryen world. Correct. But we end off with the thank yous, which is we want to thank you, Brian Carter, Marianne Moyer, Moisel Robinson for liking number forty-two lug nuts. Ray, it's looking at me, as well as. Uh, Kathy McLaughlin and Mark Gervais for liking number 42 the Triforce podcast the Fedorable Fox (laughs) it is and I wonder who thought of that (laughs) it was probably Katarina but Katarina wants you to go over to pjnwh.com Go to contact us and find a team. Leave us your name, your email, your message. Find us on all social media. And, of course, uh, you know, this is uh, Long Drawn Out Goodbye as always. I'm Matthew B. Girl, the Madman. To my left is Steve, uh, Big... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. He's my so brain, used to left and right. My brain frazzled out. To my right in the producer chair is big brother Stephen Bucaro. We'll get a camera on him in the future. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man. And in the Perjanger box is Katarina Thermoscara. Cat go Google. We love you. We miss you. And uh, we want to see you here next Thursday for Triforce Podcast. We want to see you here Saturday night for Let's Play with Your Pajangers, where we're starting up Destroy All Humans, and then every Sunday for the Lug Nuts Podcast. And as always, I want to throw a couple shout outs. So while I was on vacation, I um, went to a place called Hidden Level Games. They are um, willing to do. A podcast with us in the now future. was that in San Juan or Barbados? Um, or it was, it was, was Rio Grande? Were you in the Keys? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Or was it the trip to Spain? <laughs> there you go. Was it Malago? Mario? Montego? Sri Lanka? Jamaica? <laughs> <laughs> so more about this place in Kokomo. Um, so, this place off Rio Grande in Wildwood. Um, <laughs> Hidden Level Games. It's kind of like a store like like Mark's. Um, Game and DVD I, exchange. Correct. Go there. Immediate. East Day Street. We love Mark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we love Mark. We do love Mark. You can go back and see Mark's ass. Silhouettes and all. Um, <laughs> but uh, I met a gentleman there named Pete, um, and he we immediately struck it off because I was wearing my reading... Uh, <laughs> Reading Rambo shirt, of course. Because <laughs> it's reading Rambo. So he took a, a, a shot of that, and we were talking, and I told him to did the podcast, and he's, uh, you know, in, in future installments, he's willing to come on and, nice. you know, go on Skype and do the audio with us. So um, I'll reach out to him very uh, in the near future. And then also, you know, having him collaborate with Mark because they're. You know, two sides of the same coin. They can Absolutely. also share inventory with each other. You're not doing a live broadcast in Wildwood. You're on your own. 
<laughs> so when you're on yeah. that one, goodbye. Yeah. I'm gonna be here with. I'm sorry, dog. we don't we don't go to that country. Yeah, I, I, I try to stay in the. United I try States. to stay in the United States. I don't go to that country. You don't go to Jersey. I don't go to Jersey, and I've been to the country of Florida once. <laughs> I try to stay away from the separate Twice. U.S. countries. Twice. 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 You were there when you were born. Okay. Yeah. Shortly after. That. He's my archivist. He remembers my life better than I do. You were there. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Pete's a nice guy. The owner uh, there is is also a nice guy, uh, Jeff. And you know, Pete, they're intrigued in what we do, and they're um, they're willing to do an affiliation with us. So nice. Thank you, Amanda Miller. Thank you, Matt Kennedy. And thank you, everybody, for commenting on the podcast. And as always, I always promise a long, drawn out goodbye, which is what this is. We'll see you next week, gang. Game on, Walljangers! Bye bye! International talk like a pirate day. I mean, you see his balls, but whatever. I guess you could say that you two are up Shit's Creek with two paddles. Yeah, and then for Aniston in the morning show, she's an android. Olivia Coleman uh, from Doctor Who in The Crown. She's an android as well. Well, actually, that was a horrible segue. Yeah, go to that story. The second one, I did not give a fuck about anybody. <laughs> Kids, what if? What if? Man, I loved that podcast. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was great. I love this new setup. It's so fantastic. And you get to keep the air conditioning. The air conditioning's on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's happy. <laughs> we'll switch over to the zoom zoom. Zoom a zoom zoom in the boom boom. Just shake your butt. Alright, now. You're now recording. Whew, I gotta tell you, man. It's a new setup. It's oh shit! I need to fix Yours, the camera. Your your leg is on this cable here. We don't want to break the new cable. No, move move it then. There. there you go. Make it, it so it's nice. You fucking goddamn move this when I came in. I had this all fucking set. Big lummox. Yes, he's a lummox. I gotta tell you, Walljangers, this is by far one of my most favorite podcasts of the bunch, and it's brand new. Here, we got here, this. Cheers. We got this new setup. Cheers! And uh, here's the much more innovative thinking right here. And of course, we want you to go to pjnwh.com. You're gonna hit that subscribe button. You're gonna hit that like button. You're gonna comment below. You're gonna hit that right up there because that's all the Triforce podcast. And right up here, that is the very best. Perjangers and Wallhangers video for you. And of course, as our main man Connor says, One Punch! Bye!